Hello and welcome to RangerPod, the podcast that's trying to pull the morphing grid out of a stone one episode at a time. I'm PDT, I, I try and hold this thing together, and joining me is Grax the Idiot and Quinn the Pedant. How you doing guys? Hi! Power Rangers! Lost Galaxy! Go Power Rangers! Go Power Rangers! Go! That's right, it's an exciting day for Ranger Pod because we're finally no longer watching a Mighty Morphin Power Rangers episode. Yeah. Uh, for, I, we'll be back to Mighty Morphin next week, don't worry guys. But yeah, this is our first taste outside of the Mighty Morphin Zone. With episode one of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. And this is completely new territory for virtually, in fact, all of us. Because I've never watched a single episode of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. So by this point, I just lost interest in the Power Rangers franchise. How about you, Quinn? Because you're a Power Rangers fan of, of old. How, how much Lost Galaxy I, have you seen? I, uh, maybe not quite half of it. Okay. I attempted, because I've watched Mighty Morphin a few times maybe yeah. three or four times over the years like uh and i'd never really watched oh i remember like as a kid i'd watched a lot of zeo i couldn't remember if i'd ever finished it and then i definitely hadn't seen turbo definitely hadn't seen in space and so on and so forth so i'd i'd grown out of power rangers by it at some point around zeo well, you see i saw it semi-regularly i saw it regularly up to the end of mighty morphin I saw kind of bits of Zio. I remember being off sick the day that the day they did Billy leaving the series, and I felt that was kind of it for me. I saw a few episodes of Turbo, um, a few episodes of Space, including Countdown to Destruction, the big epic fight that ends Power Rangers in Space. Yeah, um, w- which we might talk a bit more about next week. Arguably, the whole Zordon era is kind of pitched to end on that on that three part. Well, yeah, yes and no, a two parter. It, it was meant part, to, it, yeah. It was meant. It was scripted as a three-parter, and then it was one of these budget things. But still, pretty epic. And as you say, it it sort of brings an end to the Zordon era. But we'll talk about that next yeah. week. Well, to answer your question very quickly, I started rewatching them all on Netflix. Yeah, a while back, I got to the end of In Space, started up on Lost Galaxy, and just lost interest about halfway through. Oh no! Um, I th- I probably burnt myself out a little bit having watched so much Power Rangers in such a short space of time. <laughs> mm. But I think, as we will discover as the sh- as we get into this episode and the rest of the show as a whole, it changes quite a bit from what you're used to seeing before, I think, uh, in the yeah. sort of previous few seasons. And I think for me, it's just that's where it kind of lost me. See, well, this is kind of one of the reasons I picked it to sort of do, because it is quite different from, you know, the stuff that's come before, the Mighty Morphin stuff. And also, it's very different from its Sentai, although we won't be talking about the Sentai this week. No. <laughs> because not at all. This is the 12th episode, apparently, in Power Rangers history, not to use any Sentai footage. Oh. See, like you, Quinn, I probably watched the first half of Power Rangers Lost Galaxy. But the, at the time, because I watched it on ITV, I think they were showing it on like Saturday mornings or something. Yeah. But they only showed up to... I think about episode 20, there's kind of a sort of half-season ender, like, halfway through. We'll know it when we come to it, because it's pretty obvious. But, yeah, that they didn't pick up any past that point, they just skipped straight to Lightspeed Rescue. Huh. Really? They, so, they didn't finish on ITV? Yeah. Well, it's just like that time they didn't finish Reboot. Well, pretty... Yeah, exactly like that time. <laughs> um, yeah. 
So I'm going to be interested to see the back half of this season, I think, yeah. I'm going to be interested to see the back of it. Uh, (laughs) It's 50 50 episodes, Quinn. Ah, Okay. But enough about that, because we've got to get straight on to watching Lost Galaxies. And with a fantastic theme song like that, how could it possibly be great? It is a rocking theme song. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so... We're going to tackle it exactly the same way way we tackle MMPR, the uh, patented RangerPod format. Grax Bishop. Yes. Tell us, how long do you think it'll take you to summarise episode one of Lost Galaxy? I don't know. I mean, it's quite a basic episode, but I don't know if I can cram in. I'll do my best to cram in as much much nothing as possible (laughs) into the allotted time. (laughs) I'm going to give you a minute then. Fuck. If you're not okay. if you're not going to give me a time, then I'll give you a minute. Okay, well, let's see what I can do. And of course, this is Quasar Quest Part One. Quinn, when did it air? Aired on the sixth of February, nineteen ninety nine. Brilliant. So we're pretty much recording this like a day after the anniversary, or two days or after three the anniversary. days, or three days after the anniversary. <laughs> so, you know, time is fluid, especially when you're in a lost galaxy. So Grax, one minute on the clock. Time starts now. It's the near future. We're in somewhere in space. So then we're in the forest and we see a bunch of primitive looking people crowding around a rock with five swords in it. And we pay particular attention to one hot, sexy, primitive woman. And people are lining up to try and pull the swords out, but nobody can actually do this. Suddenly, putties! Wait, no, that's not right. Suddenly, cockroaches! Black humanoids! They attack the primitive looking people in the villages. There's fire everywhere. There's a big, giant, great, green, bad, evil looking monster guy with a sword. He's laughing at the destruction and he tries to pull out one of the swords. Meanwhile, at this random space station, we get an ex- exposition about people wanting to find new worlds. Meanwhile, at a different location, people are crowding around a busy airport trying to get onto a space station. But you've got to have a passport. You're not getting on. Oh, look, there's Bulk and Skull. It's Bulk and seconds. some old man. But where's Skull? No, it's fine. And then we see this red guy uh, wanting to get kicked out nine, of the security. Are eight, you serious? Seven. Six, That's all I got? Yeah. Five. Oh, my God. What, three, five minutes into the episode? Two, one. <laughs> I mean, grabs, but even by your standards, that was bloody appalling, <laughs> mate. I mean, Christ, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't realise. Uh, maybe I should have practised this a bit, a bit more. Uh, yeah. Um, yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does anyone else want to have a quick go? Trying to shall I, shall I quickly read the synopsis from the wiki page? Yeah, go on then. Uh, so, on Earth, a massive space colony, Terra Venture, uh, takes off into the universe in search Venture. of a new world. Four teens, Mike, Kai, Kendricks and Leo, all go on a voyage. They meet Maya, a young girl from a distant planet that has just been invaded. All the teens but Kai follow Maya through a dimensional portal to a planet to help stop the attack. Yeah, I mean, that's cutting out a lot of... It is cutting out a lot of it, to be fair, but... (laughs) Leo is a stowaway, his brother's there, rats him out. There's a training exercise, it all goes wrong. Yeah, the end. Meanwhile, the bad guy is trying to pull out the sword, but he can't do it. And for some reason, Maya goes through a dimensional portal yep. to pick up the heroes. Um, yes, that's it. Right. I mean, I've got so many questions. I was so confused watching this entire episode. I mean, if you you've know, got questions, then we're screwed, PDT. You're the supposed to be the expert on the yeah. Power Rangers. Well, see, I'm not really sure what's going on generally but with this whole finding a new planet thing yes yes let's go with that question because i can't quite tell like is it meant to be quite an urgent thing because obviously you've got the punks the sort of badly dubbed punks (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's like you must be talking to someone else 
<laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, you've got the badly dubbed punks who are so desperate that they'll beat up an old woman in order to get a passport. One passport between four thugs, is that right? One apparently interchangeable passport. Yeah. And, you know, the the guards are very, like, get out. And, you know, unless you've got a passport, get out. Fuck off. Yeah. But at the same time, it doesn't... No, no, a lot of other things don't seem... I like... There's nothing to suggest it's be like it's pre-dystopian, is it? No, and yet, and yet, people are kind of acting as if it is. It's very odd. Yeah, but I think maybe it's kind. Of, it's more a case of there's only so many tickets, essentially, aren't there, for this brand new adventure to a new world, whatever. I guess. But this, this isn't an adventure. This is a scientific voyage. This is either exploration or desperation. I think it's it's exploration for the scientists and it's desperation for the like the punks and stuff that want off Earth. And Joe Average and everybody was shaking their passport at the airport, which should be a space station. Yeah. Going, oh, I've got my golden ticket of a passport. Let me in. Let me yeah. in. And they all seem to be panicking. And you'd think, and PDT, you're right. You'd think with this kind of urgency that the planet is completely screwed, but mm. it looks absolutely fine. It looks all right. I could live on that planet Earth for a while. I don't need to leave. Well, it has to be said, this is the final time that we see Angel Grove in this story. Bum, bum, bum. Wait, wait, hold on. That was Angel Grove? Apparently. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> there was nothing there to suggest it was Angel Grove. I think the fact that we see Skull in bed, which we'll come on to shortly. Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that the spaceport's in Angel Grove, though, does it? No, but we we see it. That's the last we see of Angel Grove till. Like, uh, yeah. Fair enough. I'm I'm going to just throw this out there. Maybe post the events of the countdown to to destruction, the Earth's kind of collapsed into some sort of like economic meltdown. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and lots of people just want to bugger off, basically. Yeah. Like I imagine this is what I'm saying, like it's more the like the, the guys that are down on their luck that want to, that are desperate to get off the planet. Yeah. Mm. Because they've suffered six years at this point of alien attacks. And as far I mean, as far as they're aware, that's over now. Mm. But yeah, maybe the planet is a little bit in more ruin than we've ever been sort of led to believe before. Well, I mean, I don't mm-hmm. know. If it's meant to be some kind of important mission, it's not the cream of the crop who are being asked to go on this. No. No. Well, you've got a handful of like scientific and military guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suppose you could argue that Professor Phenomenus is important in some way, although I'm sure there's A, better astronomers than him, <laughs> but also B, younger astronomers than him. Yeah. Balkan Skull, I mean, what kind of a way is this to write out Jason Narvi? Yeah. Wait, is that the only reason it's done like that? That's yeah. He's left, so this is him ah. doing. This is his farewell. That that would explain why he wasn't in the credit. Yeah, he doesn't even get a credit at the start. Oh god, that annoys me somewhat because I know he doesn't really have any lines, but he's still. If you're going to credit Bulk, you need to credit Skull as well. I guess they couldn't be bothered to use a group shot of the three of them because they don't all turn up. That's horrible. That's a really horrible thing to write someone out like that. It's just like. Not a bang, but uh, the whimperest of whimpers. Well, the thing is, you've had six years to build up this friendship between Bulk and Skull, and then all of a sudden, Bulk just forgets that he's there. I, yeah, well, it, yeah, it leaves a really bad taste. They argue as well in the previous episode. If you if you were watching these in order, and you watched Countdown to Destruction, and then you then watched Quasar Quest immediately after it, not. Ten minutes before this happens, you would have had Bulk and Skull's best and defining moment in the whole of Power Rangers. Yeah. Where they they are actually 
for the first time, genuine heroes. Yeah. They help save the day. Well, and then, there is another time when they are genuine heroes. Uh, yeah, no. But, Season two with the memory episode? Hmm, okay, maybe. But regardless. It is their big defining moment, Bulk and Skull, though. And then ten minutes later, you've, you're just like, well, fuck them. Who cares about them anymore? Yeah. Just, well, I yeah. mean, this is, of course, also essentially writing out Bolt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's in this episode. He appears. He doesn't pop up in part two. He appears, next appears in episode 17. And then he doesn't appear again until parts two and three of the finale, where it's basically crowd work. And that's him done for the series until Samurai. Right. This is very weird. I mean, it almost, I don't quite understand why they bothered. I mean, except for possibly brand recognition. That's it. It is this weird thing if they didn't want to... Com- this was the first time they were kind of launching the series with one a brand new cast for the year. All the rest of it is going to be a brand new cast, a brand new premise. Yeah. I think they were kind of nervous about the idea of getting rid of everything completely. Yeah. So you have a few familiar elements. Around. I mean, well, this series isn't like the Japanese footage is not a space themed Sentai at all. No. <laughs> what? I think we should get. I think we should get to that next week. I was just going to say that they um, Power Rangers in space was a big like success it yeah power rangers was meant to be cancelled at the end of in space but because the space theme really took off again even though the sentai didn't really like fit to it but it fit more than this does they had one space theme power rangers series that was really successful so that's why lost galaxy despite having no source footage to suggest it is also space themed ah. i think it's kind of a budget thing that they kept like some of the elements yeah that we'll see next time and of course, that's not the only reusing they do in the, in this series slash episode, is it? Oh, Quinn, I believe you noticed something about the costumes. Uh, Starship Troopers. Oh, oh my god! Sorry, I was thinking Power Rangers. Yes, right. So, of course, ugh, this is my favourite bit of Lost Galaxy is that they reuse the Starship Troopers army <laughs> uniforms. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. They are genuine yeah. use Starship Trooper uniforms. They are the Starship because the Starship Troopers was made like two years or three years before this. Yeah. Wow, that's insane. Because I was about to say because this reeks of Starship Troopers. Like, yeah. They seem a bit too <laughs> familiar. That's why they probably filmed those battle scenes or the training battle scenes in the same bit of quarry that they filmed a lot of Starship Troopers on. I'm sure because <laughs> it looks identical at one point. Yeah. When was Starship Trooper the movie released? Uh, I want to say like '97. So basically, Haim Saban went dumpster diving. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah, these will do. Yeah, 1997. Oh, and then the release date was 98 in the UK. So yeah, like two years prior. So does that mean there's going to be a lot of Starship Trooper themes throughout the entire series? No. No. (laughs) Don't be silly. Then why is it there? (laughs) They just needed like battle, like futuristic spacey battle uniforms, didn't they? Because they need a lot of them in that scene. Yeah, there's like a, several dozens and explosions everywhere. Exactly, it's quite action packed. <laughs> yeah, and they, what 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 amazes me is that it's only in these first two episodes that you see them, but they they manage to make their way into the opening title sequence a couple of times. Well, it's the only it's the only decent costumes in the entire show. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, poor Maya, you know, hardly gets any costume budget at all. Yeah, Maya and the entire cast of uh, Village People just completely um, caveman-esque looking. I don't remember seeing the Village People in there. The Village People? 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, th- all those primitive people with their huts and all their skin clothes, uh, uh, fur skin <laughs> right, cor- you meant, loincloth. You meant, you meant village people, not the village people. Yes. Not in the Navy and... No, not in the Navy. <laughs> Not the YMCA, <laughs> but actual villagers. I mean, right. it would have been much better if the village people had been in. It would make as much sense as anything else. I would have much preferred it if the Red Ranger, were, if Leo was replaced by a Red Indian <laughs> as the Red Ranger, because that would never happen. But it would be brilliant. Leo's a piece of shit, isn't he? Oh yeah. He's just like a, a ruffian who just wants to sneak in and has. He does not have a good bow in his body at all. Sorry, I should clarify. What I meant is Danny Slavin cannot act for shit. Oh, that's. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's nothing new in Power Rangers. He seems worse. I mean, he's certainly worse than Austin St. John. Possibly. Oh, well, to be fair, Austin St. John has more charisma than this guy, that's for sure. At this point in the Power Rangers production as well, they're hiring actors for acting rather than for combat as well, aren't they? Well, they certainly didn't hire him for looks. They, well, no. <laughs> he's alright. I mean, eh, you know. he's got a weird pale face. I mean, he's kind of like a, a, a pre-Chris Pine sort of look, I suppose. Yeah, but come on, he's not, he's not sexy like we are. <laughs> but yeah, he he beats up. Well, no, does he actually beat up the the gang or? No, he roughs them up a little bit with a bit of fighting. With the fighting choreography is okay, and then he allows himself to get captured or held down so that the thugs can steal the envelope, which they think contains the passport of the old lady. But actually, Leo does a bait and switch. Mm-hmm. So that he was able to return the golden passport back to the old lady. I mean, again, I'll go back to why is the old lady there? Why is the right. old lady? Why is the old lady on Terra Venture? Yes, I've got an issue with this old lady. <laughs> yes, do tell. Leo helps her rescue the passport, and he gives it yes. back. And the yes. thugs run off, and she turns to him and says, "The new world needs young men like you. You're like eighty years old. Yeah, give him your fucking ticket. <laughs> you die on Earth. Yeah, like you're gonna be. You're not even gonna reach a new world, love. No. What are you doing? Well, she's clearly selfish. <laughs> she doesn't deserve it any more than he does, I don't think. Like, I could have understood it if Professor Phenomenus was going to become a regular character and yeah. she was she was being brought in as a kind of love interest. Oh, but, oh, can you imagine? <laughs> there you go. PDT rewriting history here, folks. Or at a pinch, a love interest for Bulk. <laughs> I could have seen that as well. I expected her to say... You, take my passport, take my yeah, passport, go on board. Exactly. But no, she's just like, well, the world needs people like you, but I've got a ticket, so... Uh. <laughs> but the only reason why she's there is to try and show the audience that Leo's actually a good guy with a good heart, quote-unquote. Then she's there to inspire him to look at that poster to say, join the army, I think? Which then inspires him to go back into the airport to try and sneak on board the ship, I think... I don't know if that was his plan originally. Why did he actually want to go on the ship like everybody else? He wants to get off the Earth. And his brother's up there. Yes, which we don't know. But was that his intention to go and see his brothers in the army? We'll just have to assume that. Well, he doesn't look especially happy to see him. But at the same time, that's because he's being rumbled as a stowaway. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The jig is up. Just on the subject of him stowing away... They discover that there is a stowaway. And yes. the, obviously airport security kind of chase him and, and don't catch him or whatever. Yeah. The, shuttle, yes. the shuttle just 
decides to take off anyway. Like they don't decide to hold it there for a <laughs> minute or allow anyone to do a quick security sweep. It's like, nah, we'll just take off and deal with any stowaways later on. Yeah. No, this is important. You've got to deal with this now. You could be a terrorist blowing up the spaceship. I mean, clearly the ni- the year 1999 was a lot more lenient with stowaways than they are in today's modern society. Yeah. Well, this is pre-9-11, don't forget. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if they were trying to write this series now, that would not happen. But yeah, I mean, he just gets on board the shuttle and just sits next to the little girl who's yeah. apparently <laughs> travelling alone. <laughs> Maybe it was her nan that he rescued. Maybe. And she just didn't make it in time. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is my other question. So, he gets on and just sits next to the little girl that's travelling on her own. Yeah. Yet the spaceport, or the shuttle port, whatever we're calling it, was absolutely packed full of passengers with tickets. Yeah. How are there so many empty seats? I know. On the was... final shuttle. <laughs> maybe they were all in the toilet. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Or maybe this is just like a really badly run airport, uh, spaceport, like Ryanair. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, this is the equivalent right now yeah. and I just like the fact that Leo goes up to winning and goes can I just take a look at the window and and the, the girl just looks at him and goes what the what are you what are you doing what are you <laughs> all over me for get off it is a really creepy approach to the little girl to be fair he's like hi and she's like no I'm, I'm after Terra Venture to find a proper man stranger danger <laughs> All this to the sounds of classical music. Da-da-da-da. Yes, Al Spratt's. Oh, 2001 A Space Odyssey, this is not, right? Those fucking. No, but come on, right? To be fair, this has more happening in it than 2001. 2001 this does is have... a pile of overrated shite. Wow. Yeah, but the effects are pretty decent. Like yeah. it's, but this is thirty three years on from two thousand and one, yeah. and the effects budget on on Power Rangers still can't compete. Oh, I want to come on to this, the budget of the special effects later on. <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Let's just go into it now because they they've spent all the money on licensing the music. Oh, have they though? Wait, that classical music? I thought it was royalty free. Be in the public domain by now, surely. Well, I think they pretty still spent the money anyway. Saban just pocketed it yeah I wouldn't be surprised frankly he probably wrote lyrics for (laughs) I know (laughs) probably wrote lyrics for that piece of classical music to claim the royalties from it we're going to space go 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 (laughs) power rangers in space no 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 (laughs) yeah one other question which came up in my mind is why would that really hot blonde girl with the glasses help this rude man who just crashed into him? I mean, obviously the question is, why does the future Pink Ranger help the future Red Ranger? Is there a love connection there? Clearly hmm? infatuated by him. I, yeah, I feel mm. like there's definitely a momentary kind of thing there. She's like, oh, he's cute. He's dreamy. Oh, he's like Chris Pine, whoever that might be. Mm. I mean, it's a bit of a love triangle because clearly the Blue Ranger wants to get in her pants. Yeah. It, the overprotective Kai is like, no, no, no you, we've got to protect you, uh, Kendricks. That's her name. Yeah. Uh, Kendricks. I, 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 can I just say, guys, I think I'm in love. Really? I mean, she's yeah. she's very perky. Oh, but it's, it's that look, man. It's like the it's the it's the nerdy glasses look that just mm, drives me wild. I, I I think girls with glasses are super sexy. I think anyone with glasses is super sexy, really. I did know someone who looked a lot like Kendricks at university. Oh yeah, and yeah, I I never went out with her because oh. we weren't compatible as people, and she didn't fancy me. So, but, <laughs> uh, 
I watched that but scene. I was like, oh, this, this is it. I mean, I feel bad because I feel like I'd be like cheating on Amy Jo Johnson, but but she's not here now. No, Amy Jo Johnson's long left the show at this point. She's off doing Felicity. Yeah. So yeah, Kai being the super protective boyfriend, friend zone man. I think friend zone sure. man is is more likely. But yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously he's our future Blue Ranger, as established by the credits, <laughs> established by the fact that he's wearing blue. The only one we don't see is the Green Ranger, which I'm shocked about because because he's in the credits, and I was like, oh, this is gonna be this pucky Green Ranger man, and but he doesn't turn up at all. I'm guessing he turns up in the next episode. I think so. Well, yeah. I would hope so. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, did they explain why that portal ex- opened from Maya's planet no. to this training world? No. No. It just I'm does. assuming that'll come in part two. Yeah. I hope so too, because it made no sense why it just magically appeared out of nowhere for plot reasons. Yeah. But they all go through it just happily. Like, yeah. Yeah. Because this this Maya from another planet halfway across the galaxy... Who is an alien, we have to point out. Who is an alien and rocks up speaking perfect English. Yeah. Goes, yes. help, help! And they all go, fuck it, let's go and help her. And just just like, let's, let's help this primitive woman who's scantily clad. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it. They're like, eh, she's kind of hot, let's go. I mean, I should say, what what do we think of the... What I assume are going to be the replacement potties for this season? I quite like the design. I miss the simplicity. Oh, the, the bug people. But I quite like the kind of cockroach thing they've got going on. What are they called again? Uh, stinger wingers or something? Oh, probably. Yeah, sting yeah. wingers. I mean, they're better than them bloody raven things in the in the third <laughs> series of NPR, oh, right? Yeah, the tengers. Oh my god! Anything's Who? better. Than, oh, in um, don't worry. The least you know about them. No, it's these stupid bird things that show up in MMPR, but in Series 3. I guess we'll come to that in the future. Yeah, in about 10 years at the rate we're going. (laughs) Um, But yeah. Okay, but I guess... They're no cogs though, are they? No. uh, The cogs are quite cool. At least they're more like puddies. Grax, what were you going to say about the Stingwingers? I think they're visually more interesting simply because there's a bit more design put towards them that they're actually um and they also do a lot more because they shoot lasers out of their eyes yeah <laughs> and they i guess they see more of a threat i should say i don't know if this is going to be if they're going to be the main grunts for the season or if there's going to be other ones that are in the japanese footage oh that's a good point actually because like we keep saying there is no japanese footage in this episode no none at all i don't think we can rate the episode because it's we've not got to part two yet but no, no, I'm going to rate this bad boy because I got a strong opinions about this, and the Grax really wants to rate it. I do because there is one distinct problem with this episode, and let's address the elephant in the room. Where are the Power Rangers? <laughs> <laughs> I came to this Power Rangers episode wanting Power Rangers, some kind of morphing action, anything. Just even like the hint of pulling out the swords to them to morph. But no, there are no Power Rangers. This is so boring. Yeah. Nothing happens really. It's so slow. Did you not see the opening credits? They were all there. Yeah. But I. Yes, but that, that that's what I wanted to see in this episode. But there's nothing here. And it, I, I, it makes me think. It makes me think about. Do you remember that time on episode one of the Ranger Pod where I mentioned the idea? It would, would it be good to split the first episode of Power Rangers over two, two episodes? <laughs> Have you now decided you were wrong? <laughs> I was so wrong. I was so bloody wrong. I want it all to be crammed into one 20 minute episode because yeah. at least something. Fun would happen. It's action packed, <laughs> and and then 
I mean, I just, I'm just venting out now. And another thing is the music. <laughs> it's so boring. Yeah. It's so generic and so dull. It's like, it's it's fanciful, generic, spacey kind of music. There is no rock. There's no uh, oomph compared to the credits. We're going to space. <laughs> go, 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 <laughs> go. Am I right in thinking that uh, Ron Wass- uh, Wasserman I'm is... I'm pretty sure that Ron Wasserman's left the building at this he's point. He's left yeah. at this point. Yeah, I thought so. That would explain why it's so generic. They just probably got some student off college. Goes, All right, <laughs> we want we want a space theme, but we also want a bit of a fun thing. Can you can you write something for us? And he went, okay, I'll just mash something together from from from, from Babylon Five or something. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> Fine, great. So what what would you rate the episode then, Grax? <sighs> well, I I would give this um, one out of... Actually, that's a good question. Are we going to go with swords or power coins still? We or? are. We're going to go with quasar sabers out of five. I'm going to go with one quasar saber out of five. <laughs> because it just it just dragged on and there was no Power Rangers in my Power Rangers episode. And I think it just... It, it has none of the excitement of episode one of the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. But and I, I really hope that it all makes sense in the second part. And I really hope that it just really picks up the action in the second part. What about you, Quinn? What do you reckon? Um, I mean, yeah, it is a bit of a crap opening episode, isn't it? Uh, it definitely... I think if if you were to take both episodes as a whole, it would be better. Um, Obviously, we can discuss that once we've watched the second one. Yeah. What amazes me is that even when they aired these episodes, they didn't air them together. They aired them a week apart, so they're they're banking on people coming back a second for another episode seven days later, based on this opening episode of Power Rangers, which I suppose would work because it's it lists on such a huge cliffhanger. You think, oh come on, they must do something better than this, so I'll watch next week. Well, I don't know because wasn't the cliffhanger Mike getting shot in the back? No, the cliffhanger was everyone's going through the portal, and Leo's like, I'm going to jump at the portal to find my brother, and everyone's like, no. Leo getting shot in the back. The last shot definitely shows lasers going towards his back. I guess, yeah, there is lasers everywhere at the last point. The only reason why I would want I want to watch the second episode is to see what happens, how do they carry on with this storyline, and I want to watch Power Rangers! You're not even teased with that, though. Like, normally, I would expect of a kid's show in particular, but uh, uh, something like this is to, is to tease that they are going to get to powers at some point now obviously you can expect that to happen because it's power rangers they are going to get powers and whatnot but there's not really any indication of where those powers are going to come from i mean i suppose the big bad guy uh monster mash whatever his name is furio furio yeah yeah i mean he's kind of interesting he's got an interesting design and and (laughs) stuff like that but that's not enough. You need more. Well, come on, Quinn. You've got to you, you've got to come down and actually give it a rating. Okay. Yeah. Um. Well, considering at this point the future Power Rangers don't even have their quasar sabers, uh, I'm going to give it nothing. Zero. Z- yeah. <laughs> this wow. Is not a zero episode. Come I, on. Yeah. No, I think it is. It's not a zero episode. I mean, I once I once said that I was reserving my lowest rating of one power coin out of six. Uh, for all of Power Rangers Turbo. Um, <laughs> but at least there's Power Rangers in that. In this, we've got Starship Troopers. And really, I... Starship Troopers, Babylon <laughs> 5, yeah. 
Uh, some generic forest TV show, which I can't think of right now. I want to say Maid Marian. And Maid Marian? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> Fuck off. I know, Maid Marian was so much better than whatever this was show was. Yeah. See, I, I feel like two of you have talked me down, slightly down on this, because... Originally, I was thinking it was kind of average. I, I can't really give it a three. Good. I am going to give it a two, though. I think. Oh. You know, there's stuff. There's a lot of stuff going on in it. You know, you've got a lot. It's a lot of setup. Do you not feel that some of it's completely unnecessary and padding? Yeah, of course. That's why I'm only giving it two. Mm, okay. Yeah, but you're going. There's a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of setup. It's like yeah, but you could have quite easily got to that in in the first ten minutes. You didn't need half of the like you don't need leo stowing away and all that nonsense i don't think yeah i mean it's, it's about as long as my synopsis for each episode it's yeah completely unnecessary but this is why i'm only giving it two because there is stuff that happens mm. in the back half of the episode which you you yeah. are starting to go okay there's stuff going on here now this is yeah, yeah. give me a break you bastards <laughs> and I guess there's also two storylines going on in a way that converge into one. So yeah. It's, it's the Starship Troopers. I mean, they converge very clumsily into one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah it's just true. a magic hole in space. But yeah. <laughs> on that note, um, yeah, join us again next week for part two, where I imagine we'll be meeting a yo-yo-yo-bot. A yo-yo-yo-bot? Yo-yo-yo! Oh, Christ. Wait, yep. Alpha 5's back? I am so sorry, Grax, that you're going to have to put up with this. Alpha 5 is not back, Grax. No. Oh, thank goodness for that. I thought you were saying that Alpha 5 would come back. That would be a oh, tragedy. Oh, no. Oh, you have no idea. You have no idea. I just got two words for you, Grax. Alpha 6. No. Well, that's the best they could do, huh? And on that bombshell. Look, I've been PDT. I've been Grax. I've been Quinn. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.